Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, listener. It's taken us five attempts to do this intro. (laughs) As mentioned on the last podcast, both of us work professionally in the field of podcasting. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here at the Dream Factory are simple. They're printed on the wall every week. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage, where it will be watched by anyone who has any idea what Elon Musk's Starlink is. So hello, audience of five. I'm Joel, a man who puts the purr in Puerto Rico, and across from me is John Harris, a man who has, by choice, had a shaven head for several years now, but people say that in the right light, at the right time of day, and with the right metronomy song playing, you can still see that big sweeping emo fringe. Hello, John. <laughs> Hello, mate. Yeah, no, I had a. I thought it'd be funny if you had like a phantom fringe that appeared. You know, I think what I saw, <laughs> I saw a TikTok that was like mid two thousands aesthetics, and it was just lots of people in new rave. And I thought about your fringe when I was watching it. And so I thought, wouldn't it be funny if when John listened to that music, like a ghost fringe appeared? Two things here. One, it when I shaved my head, it took me a very long time uh, to get used to like if I went in the shower or anything, I would like sort of preemptively like flick my hair, but like head back as if there was yeah, hair to yeah, get yeah. out of the way. Um, I'm past that phase now. I am aware of the fact I am bold. Uh, and then secondly, new rave. No one's done it yet. I, there's a big like new, on new. TikTok. Yeah, exactly. New new rave. TikTok, they're they're getting they're bringing back emo. You've got SoundCloud rappers. They brought back emo. Next, new rave. I want to see kids in cheap fluoro sunglasses. Here's the problem, John. In my house, new rave never went away, so <laughs> it's difficult. Claxons twenty four seven around yours. Absolutely right. We're here for film ideas, not for new rave. We're here for <laughs> That's new our wave other podcast. cinema. Um, oh, we'll be good. We'll be good. We'll be an episode long. Um, anyway. <laughs> Right, here we go. This one's from Tom. Big Mama's House. Hugh Laurie plays every character in a, <laughs> a slapstick hospital drama. Oh. I'm... <laughs> well, really... The episode might only be two minutes and 30 seconds long today. <laughs> we keep we keep peeking early, don't we? Oh, there's we no do. way we're beating Big Mama's House. Might, really be t- might be the best ever suggestion, Tom. <laughs> An ardent listener, lover of the pod. You've outdone yourself and the show, to be honest. Thank you, Tom. Um, yeah. 
That joke that justifies us coming back room. for two years. It, yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, there's no other room in the world where you could tell that joke. <laughs> oh. It's like Schrodinger's joke. Oh, I'm um, loving it. So yeah, Big Mama's house. Hugh Laurie. I once um, got into a lift with Hugh Laurie at the BBC. Okay. I was very nervous. It's quite scary to be in a lift with someone really famous, isn't it? I don't know. He's particularly famous. The like. He's really famous, and also I was like. A little bit flustered and I was holding sort of a soup and a roll and probably a flapjack. That's what I used to get all the time. And you get into the lift and you're just sort of not... I think it's because you're not expecting Hugh Laurie to be in a lift from Mm. the canteen at your work. And then Hugh Laurie's in the lift. Yeah, the the best celebrity lift experience I've got, I'm glad you asked, Mm -hmm. uh, is Jamie Lang. I've, I've shared a lift with Jamie. The other best celebrity lift experience I've got is I once picked up uh, no, I can't think of a, a single other celebrity. I was going to pretend that I'd lifted them above my head, but I haven't done that. <laughs> I um, thought you genuinely had another one. Well, you know, no. you when you, you used to work for a production company doing like live events and stuff with musicians and stuff, I thought maybe you and Getz, I think, look, get to yeah, share the lift. But the thing is, John, I hate name dropping, but I've also been in a lift with Paloma Faith. You know, <laughs> that's just kind of the that's kind of the twenty four seven rock star life I used to live. Wow, wow, we were. It got too much for me. It got too much for me. You know, there's the thing about the celebrity lift lifestyle is there's a lot of ups and downs. It's a real roller coaster. Very um, nice. And so, it left me flawed. Oh, Big Mama's house, Joe. Yeah. Is is it Hugh Laurie's? Here's, here's a problem. Here's a problem, John. Yeah. I've never seen house. And I've also never seen Big Mama's house. I can't say I've seen, because I haven't, uh, Big Mama's house. Uh, (laughs) I have definitely seen episodes of house. And I know the premise is it's sort of like supposed to be Sherlock, but for medical stuff. Yeah. So someone comes in and they present these symptoms and either another doctor at the hospital goes, oh, it must just be this disease. And they treat it and it's not. And house comes in and goes, hmm, you failed to, who's also Hugh Laurie and also the patient's Hugh Laurie. (laughs) Oh, you failed to spot that this guy has also eaten bubblegum every day for the last seven years. And that actually affects his larynx in a way that you <laughs> might not think about. And and then he solves it with a new disease. Or someone comes in and it's something they've never seen before, right? That's kind of what it always is. He solves know. it with a new disease. He yeah. gives a patient a disease to cure the old disease. Yeah. Uh, no. He solves it because he suggests a new disease, not the one that's been diagnosed. Yeah. I quite like The thing about that. House is, yeah, he's also a villain. He's, he's so maverick, he uses diseases to kill diseases. You yeah, thought, it, it's a risky strategy. You thought your illness was bad? Check this one out. <laughs> I love it. Okay, and that's the twist. That's the twist. Brilliant. I mean, they're all just, they're all house. <laughs> it's a full house. Um, oh, very good. Thanks, John. Have you got a film idea? Yeah, what about this one from Simon? Interstellar. Hard-hitting film about the life of an alcoholic. Oh. Yeah, I don't think there's we much can't be, We can't be funny about that, can we? But it's a good pun. That is It's is a good key. pun. It is a good pun. Have you ever been Interstellar? Right. I don't... Actually, we need to jump back. When you talked about eating chewing gum, how much bubble gum did you swallow as a child? John, I need to get this out there. I'm a chewing gum truther. Just swallow <laughs> chewing gum. Oh, what, people, you st- you're still into People it? listening to this, just swallow your fucking chewing gum. I have a row about my girlfriend with this every time I eat chewing gum. I've rowed with so many people 
about this. Just swallow your chewing gum. They would not make and sell a product that you chew and eat if it lived in your gut for seven years. I cannot believe the amount of people that still believe this is a thing. They would not make a product marketed towards children that would live in their gut for the next seven years. Idiots, 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 idiots. There's so many people out there refusing to swallow chewing gum. Look on any pavement, on any high street, it's covered in chewing gum. Because of some mad, I don't know, this sort of mad old wives' tale that you're not allowed to swallow it. So the streets are covered in it. Guess what? I've never spat a single piece of chewing gum in the street or in a bin or on a train line. I was I've swallowed not, all of them. And I here I am. I was not expecting that to go that way. Here I am. Now, I'm sorry, but this is kind of my ivermectin Joe Rogan moment. You can <laughs> yeah. swallow chewing gum. This will be clipped up and taken out of context. <laughs> you can swallow chewing gum. Oh, God. All the people out there are telling you you can't swallow chewing gum. No one's listening to me, the swallow chewing gum guy. And maybe I'll become like a hard-lined chewing gum conspiracy theorist. You're like, distance yourself from all your friends and everyone will sort of say, yeah, we kind of stopped hanging out with him after that point. It's all he talks about. Um, um, he started yeah. picking up chewing gum pieces. He started picking up chewing gum pieces off the ground and swallowing them. them just I'm cleaning up the streets. <laughs> A back, so I apologies, listener, because we are tangent upon tangent already here. Mm. Stella, I don't mind it. It's got a negative reputation, but I will happily drink it. I will, same goes for Foster's. Actually, apologies if anyone is upset about that. God, we're upsetting some people today. <laughs> the chew, the chewing gum elite. Tr- we're chewing gum truth and lager truth thing today. <sighs> Watch out! What's next? Um, what other myths are we going to shatter? Oh, who who knows? Um, I've got one that was. Uh, submitted by accident by my partner the other day um she was she trying to send it to another movie podcast (laughs) yes uh right she was talking about her and my son and she described her she described them as tweedledum and tweedledummer that's brilliant (laughs) yeah she meant she didn't know that she had done an incredible movie pun but as far as she's concerned that is what it is that's the thing john when you're in your when she's in your orbit another brilliant chewing gum brand <laughs> um so often these ideas they're, they're just, just going to happen organically right just... it's sort of it's all orga- it's as organic as eating and swallowing a piece of chewing gum and then pooing it out <laughs> the same amount of hours later that you would a carrot um <clears throat> I look anyway the clip fades to black and it just says joel grove and then just like your date and birth and death <laughs> Tweedledum, yeah, okay. Tweedledum, Tweedledum, yeah, that's good D. because so that is um, Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Now Matt Lucas played Tweedledum and Tweedledee in the Tim Burton version. Yep. So you could very easily see Jim Carrey and that the other guy. Oh my gosh, what is his name? He's a great actor. Uh, He's a yeah. great actor. You, are you googling? No, that that clicking on the keyboard is a different sound. <clears throat> that's something else. I actually don't know what clicking. Anyway, sorry about that, John. It's Jeff Daniels, isn't it? Of course it is. Um, of course it is. Yeah. Um, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, two of my favourites. They could easily do those roles. Oh, absolutely, 100%. It's I probably think... time for an Alice in Wonderland reimagining, is it? It's been, it's been five years. Yeah, I, it's been longer. I went and saw that at the cinema. Yeah, but then there was that <laughs> sequel, so I'm not sure how long it has been. But yes, absolutely. Focus it on those two. They get up to weird things. They scream at each other. I think it could be yeah. big. I is think... Tim Burton still... Alive? No. Is he still making films? <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. Uh, yeah. Yes. What is he? he did Dumbo a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Keep talking. 
I feel like he's probably got a Netflix deal in place. I'd imagine that that feels he, like the vibe. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. He's been quiet, John. I oh. think maybe we've we're post Burton at this point. What you think he's retired? I think he hasn't got another hit left in him. Is it a coincidence Ooh. that peak Burton coincided with peak Burton menswear? Maybe we just we're sick of the Burton. It's a Burton universe. world. We're just living in it. It's not anymore. It's a post-Burton world. I'd love it. I'd love it if you went into Burton's and it was all like ripped black denim and like really tight. <laughs> like just it looked like Tim Burton films. That would be good. Um, 2019 Dumbo. Yep. 2016 Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Obviously, we all watched and loved that. <laughs> 2014 Big Eyes. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Amy Adams plays <laughs> a lady who paints stuff. That's a that's least- a really funny name for a film, isn't it? This summer. <laughs> Is it a superpower? Big eyes, yeah. <laughs> can just well, I'm going to do big eyes next week. <laughs> big thighs. Um, she gets eaten by a film. radioactive telescope. Um, <laughs> and then 2012's Frankenweenie. Yeah, yeah, the animated stuff's <laughs> sort of a different... Mate, he's directing... Beetlejuice 2 has been announced. And a show called Wednesday, which I'm going to guess is some sort of Adam's Family Netflix yes. show. I know. Yeah, I am aware of that. Look, Please. I don't want the... Are there Burton stands on the internet? Hmm. I don't uh, want them coming for me, but guys, where, what's what's your guy up to? And any Burton me. menswear stands out there? Are you sad? You can't get reasonably priced jumpers anymore? Uh, for anyone who happens to not be listening in the UK, Burton's is a sort of generic high street uh, menswear. Sex shop. Sex shop. Uh, what about it's this? It's a menswear one? sex shop. <laughs> what is that? Right. What about this one from Daryl? Spider Man Home. What? Oh, he's just at home. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, weirdly, I, I had one from Stu, which was Marvel Internals, uh, which I feel like that's the sequel. <laughs> so, is this focusing on the guys? Is it the when we're seeing their alter egos more than their superhero personas? Right. I don't know. Well, I feel lot. like you see so much of Tom Holland as the Peter, Peter Parker. Yeah. He's basically always home. He's always at home. Home is actually my story of uh, my viewing of Spider-Man because uh, we're now, what, like three months since it's been released? Mm-hmm. And I still haven't seen it. And Shit. listener, you must be aware that I am the kind of man who wakes up at seven o'clock on the morning of any Disney plus uh, Marvel TV show and... Um, was there day one for every other Marvel film. But you know when you do Have a you... thing and you think, oh, I thought I was normal. And then I did a thing and I thought, no, that was not normal. And so uh, basically just before Christmas, that Spider-Man film came out. I booked tickets. I I was really excited. And then the Omicron variant started getting a bit scary and mm-hmm. I wanted to see my family at Christmas. So I decided mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. to go. But the way that I dealt with that was rather than sort of like hiding all spoilers online or trying to avoid it, I just immediately watched a bunch of reviews that said everything that happens in the film so i like spoiled mm. I, I like made the spoiler be in my control by completely yeah, I think spoiling it i think that's maybe the stupidest thing i've ever heard <laughs> you i actually think no maybe with marvel films it's not so much the case but i think spoilers are now a lot more avoidable than they once were i don't know if it's because like the sheer amount of tv and film that happens but i feel like on Twitter, it gets pretty segmented off. Like you can quite easily ignore it. I guess Spider Man is like mega. Like Spider Man is like you know billion dollar plus gross film. So you'll probably see spoilers for it. But like with TV shows and stuff, I feel like if as long as you don't look at Twitter for a day, 
Yeah. It's gone. But well, also my Twitter is you know the algorithms have set them up so they are basically just Marvel and Star Wars content, just constantly. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Like, I I didn't get to see the Batman this weekend because it was sold out all the time. People love Batman. Don't they? I mean, that's great because I haven't seen it either, but I really want more films in that world despite having but not I, seen the film. I'm pretty confident of not seeing a spoiler. There's nothing out there so far that's maybe nervous. No, and I, I think I think we are in a sort of, not a post-spoiler world because that's insane, but we are sort of like in this world where it's so, people are so delicate with the big films that it's like, <laughs> to, 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 certain, to a certain level of nerd, like even mm. knowing a certain character is in a film is a spoiler. Like they, yeah, yeah, want yeah, to yeah go that's in true. So blind that it, like you could be like called out for, for saying spoilers for like saying there's a car chase in the Batman, which is yeah. obviously going to happen because it's a Batman. Yeah. Movie. But that would to some people be considered a spoiler. <laughs> so yeah, I think we're not sort of in this weird world. But yeah, no, I can't wait to see it. I saw a sign yesterday. Uh, a screen was broken and it had displayed uh, the Batman. And again, when you get into, I think. The Dream Factory sort of taken over the world without us realizing. So my partner's mm-hmm, doing them mm-hmm, by accident, mm-hmm. and this cinema screen had broken, and it had just for so it was displaying the Dat Man. <laughs> that is funny. It's not really. It's difficult to really know why that's funny, but it just is funny, isn't it? <laughs> Dat Man. It was Dat Man. No, 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 no. Marvel Dat Internals Man. superheroes that they're stuck. It's just inside. like the accounts team. It's the accounts team at uh, Avengers HQ. I didn't want to get too well. I didn't want to get to the last two years current affairsy, but I was wondering if it was a sort of, uh, you know, they are isolated, isolating film. Yeah, that's good. I like that. They're in a bubble. Yeah. Okay, I'm into that. Like that crazy Netflix film. I was just they're all in a bubble called the bubble. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff. I'm right, looking forward to that. That that is that. Sometimes I see trailers for films and think that's a dream factory idea. That's what, not the a bubble. A, yeah, that's not a $300 million Netflix film. That's something I would talk about on a podcast for two minutes. Yeah, I think we are now at the point where I think in the it, during the pandemic, there was a moment where, where, where film studios and production companies were like, can we physically make this during a pandemic? Yeah. Yes. And then second question was, is it good? And then they were like, they'd already greenlit yeah. it by that point. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I think that's sort of probably what happened. Anyway, but I will watch not, it. We've not done many. We've not done many film ideas. Today. Ah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's one from Martin. Thank God it's Friday the 13th. Oh, that's good. So that that's TGI's serial killer. They leave a Jack Daniels glazed prawn where, <laughs> where every, everywhere they commit a murder. Oh, that Jack Daniels glazed man. Whew. No, we're talking about films. We're not getting, We're not doing an immediate tangent, John. <laughs> uh, I like it as well because we don't ever get into the psyche of the serial killers too much, and they're normally sort of like grizzled and you know depressed. Yeah. And, and the, the the TGI uniform to link it to Batman, actually has something of like an old school Riddler, like an elaborate Batman costume to it, doesn't it? Yeah, I can go with that. The mixologist. Batman's new nemesis, the mixologist. And also like, I just like the idea of a happy serial killer. He's happy. Yeah, he loves it. He commits commits a murder every Friday, so he's delighted that it's Friday because every morning he wakes up, wait, every Friday morning he wakes up and says, thank God it's Friday. He goes and kills someone. He leaves a Jack Daniels glazed prawn at the site of the murder as a calling card. And goes and does his shift at TGI's. <laughs> on Friday the 13th, does he get an extra one? Is that why he's good. so Oh, happy? what a good question. A bonus. A, re- a free a refill, if you will. <laughs> on Friday the 13th, it's unlimited refills. <laughs> he can just kill as many people as he wants for those 24 hours. <laughs> it's unlimited refills, baby. Uh, he can as kill as standing. many people as he can carry Jack Daniels barbecue glazed prawns. <laughs> and the way he gets caught, maybe is that he kills someone. And he has to go into work when it's not his shift and steal a prawn. Oh, there we go. And they are so on it with their stock checking at TGI's. They notice the missing prawn and they check their CCTV. And that's how he gets caught. It's like Al Capone. They always say, wasn't it? Like it was like tax. It was his taxes that got him caught by the police. He got caught for pinching a prawn. Yeah, because they have like a, a buffer of one prawn every Friday. And so he's been getting away with it. it the margins at TGI's are so <laughs> razor thin. But a single prawn and that, I mean, that branch, you can wave goodbye to that branch. <laughs> you cannot have a prawn wasted. It wasn't because of the That's merger. just the reality of running a TGI. That's the reality of running a TGI. That's not anything to do with this film. That's, <laughs> and that's why it's so expensive. Uh, I haven't well, been to TGI's for ages. I, maybe we should go. I feel like TGI Fridays is the kind of place that as a kid was like the greatest thing in the world. But yeah. then I think, as you get older, you you move to London, and apparently you have to eat in restaurants that like, are like proper mm. American style barbecue. But bring it back, and that Jet Daniel's mm. glaze, as I as I nearly tangented on earlier, delicious, superb, a happy serial killer movie. I love it. What about this Good. one from Dong Borgman? Sometimes you get them off Twitter, and that's the name. Uh, <laughs> Robot cop sounds like a job for Kevin James. <laughs> Paul Blart, Robot Cop. <laughs> robot Cop. Now, does he voice a sentient boat a la Brum? Oh. The car. And he can only, he's like, he can only solve crimes that happen in the river. Or is he always, is, is he just, you know, a hapless Coast Guard guy? I think Paul Blart is teamed up with a robot cop. Brilliant. And Brilliant. Like Knight Rider. Yeah, exactly. It's like Knight Rider. Yeah. And... For some reason, at the beginning of the film, the technology is sort of deemed redundant. 
So it was supposed to be like proper RoboCop, right? Yeah. But they've made they've made the chips and stuff, so they're going to still use them, but just for very small petty crime stuff. E.g., that happens at sea. <laughs> what are the what are some no, examples of petty I think it's crime lake. at sea? I think it's a lake. I think he's based on oh, a lake. Okay, pedlo theft. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> There's, a, there's an extended pedlo chase. And sorry for spoilers, because I know that the hardcore fans of Robocop won't even want to hear this. But there is a pedlo chase midway through the film. And so they're both hapless. A hapless robot boat and a hapless lake cop. Pedlo chase. Turns out the people stealing the pedlos. Big crime ring. I, John, can I just say, I love it in a film when a hapless guy stumbles upon a, a bigger thing. I'm all. I love that. No matter how shit the film is, something so innocent about it, something so pure, it makes me think. Maybe one day I'll stumble upon something, something fishy going on. And as a result, I always keep an eye out. Um, he does say so, yeah, something's he, fishy's going on. Just to say, for the record, that is a line from the movie. Of course he does. Of course he does. Eight um, times. <laughs> and I think at the end, I think the boat dies. Oh. I think it dies jumping from the water onto the land to save kevin james it takes a bullet for um, him <laughs> it takes a bullet for kevin james and it does just does the classic i was just learning to love kind of thing as it's and kevin james screams no at the sky and then at the end at the very very end you see kevin james in his lovely seaside home and he's got a big fish tank in his room and he's salvaged enough of robocop that he's like a little toy boat and you can chat to him in the fishing tank that's good right uh, uh, that's good right what am i talking about <laughs> right we've Listen missed out that, sort of 99 percent of the film we've not we've not met not, no idea how any of that connects who anyone is that's good though right but at the end he's in a little fish tank that's good get it made john should we do our own film ideas sure thing mate why not rosemary's baby yoda okay I've not seen Rosemary's Baby, but I think it's about a possessed. <laughs> I think it's about a possessed demon child, right? No, it's about her, the herb. <laughs> the herb Rosemary. It's um, they breed a new super Rosemary <laughs> that's so delicious. Oh, like tender that, stem broccoli. It, yes, is that broccoli's baby? <laughs> I think so. Hmm. And John, it's sweet corn. <laughs> it's sweet corn, the baby of corn on the cob. Would you yeah. say, and that mm. and that stuff you get, uh, baby corn. Oh, there's literally. But what corn. am I talking about? There's literally baby corn. Yeah, baby it's called corn. baby corn. That's what Rosemary's baby is. It's tiny sprigs of rosemary. You eat everything um, with baby corn, though. It's like a sardine. <laughs> I like. Do you like baby corn? Yeah, it's all right. It is good, but how do you? There's something not right about how I can't really. I'm not really <laughs> sure how you cook it properly because if you do it in water, it gets so floppy, doesn't it? Yeah, for Do you me, steam it? it. For me, it goes into it stir fry. Will go into like a stir fry or like a yeah. sauce. But even then, it gets so floppy. Yeah, you're right. If anyone's listening and they how to avoid baby corn flop, please God, call me. My number is oh seven. <laughs> call me by tonight when I'm having it for dinner. Um, Rosemary's baby anyway. is about a, dizzy, a demon child, right? I know it's. Yeah. I know it's obviously not about the herb, but just checking, right? Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. And Fine. so, baby Yoda becomes possessed. Yeah, what's scarier than a demon child is a demon child with the force. A hundred percent. You always said that. <laughs> you're actually saying you're actually saying that quite near the end of your partner's pregnancy because you had concerns. <laughs> I've got it on my t-shirt right now. A little baby Sith. Yeah. So 
Because Baby Yoda has sort of extreme power that becomes more apparent throughout that series. Yeah. So it's, I, yeah, I guess it's the Mandalorian picks up Baby Yoda and, but Baby Yoda's evil. Yeah. That's sad. Oh. I would still root for Baby Yoda no matter how, what, no matter the acts of genocide it committed. No matter what, no matter how big the crime. I, saying, I, I'm th- I think no I'm going to find it hard to, uh, yeah, when it comes to Baby Yoda, I don't think there yeah. is a line. Could you see yourself stopping supporting Baby Yoda? I mean, look at this, John. Oh, there he is. What's he got in his hand? He's eating a frog or something. Oh, just for the record. Is he, is he eating frog's legs? Just for the record, Joel uh, brought out his own personal Baby Yoda. Hmm. You're, I love that Johnny Cash song. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. Rosemary's Baby Yoda, evil Baby Yoda. There's no line that went across. Uh, here's mine. Rocky Balboa Constrictor. Oh, oh yes, please. Rocky Skint. He's skint. He's got no money. He gets suggested one last fight at ZSL London Zoo. <laughs> but it's not against the mere... You probably guess where this is going, John. I he's not fighting a man. He's not fighting a robot. He's fighting a giant snake. Does he fight a robot? I know that there's like robots in know. one of the films. I don't know. I think... I feel like every possible... Do you know what made me think of this? Occasionally I go swimming. And every time I go swimming, I think about... Fighting animals. All right, here's... A... Yeah. Here's an American phenomenon that I've never seen but understand to be very popular. Shark Week. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the fuck Shark Week is, but it was mentioned so often on American things I'd watched as a kid, like Simpsons. and like It sounds to me like it's a national holiday in America where everyone gets a week off to watch programs on Discovery Channel about sharks. So, one Shark Week. <laughs> I don't. This is just so ingrained in my brain that I think about it every time I swim. They pitched... Michael Phelps, the greatest swimmer in the world at the time, against a CGI shark <laughs> in the sea. Yeah. And he raced a CGI shark. And I think about that every time I swim. And I was just thinking the other day about other combinations. I think quite famously, the sprinter Jesse Owens raced a horse. I was just thinking about what else would... I'll be honest, Sean, I was thinking about what, what animals would I like to see a man fight. Okay? <laughs> There's no way around this. Uh, who won? The shark, right? I don't know, actually. Oh, um, sure. I'll send you the link after this. But if you're Michael Phelps, you'd probably have it contractually agreed before doing the thing that you would beat the shark. I don't know. And it's the weird, shark wasn't real. It's weird that like he got involved and uh, by the sound of things swam in the sea to, to yeah. do this. Why didn't he, they just get some footage of him swimming previously and put a shark next to it? Oh, good point. They, but I think they really they tried to really pretend that you know him and a shark are sort of lane swimming next to each other. When you're swimming and you think I need to get a little bit more energy, do you pretend a shark is chasing you? Yeah, I do. And I know that's obviously very embarrassing, but I do pretend there's a little shark. When I was a kid, I used to always imagine that, you know, the bars of the wave machine. Yeah. I always pretend there was a shark behind there. But now I sort of still think it. So it's not good. I'm 30 years old. Um, Can I just say, I've just skipped to the end of the Phelps versus shark race on YouTube. Only one minute, 30 seconds. I'd recommend watching it. (laughs) Phelps finishes just behind the Great White. Wow. But... But the best thing about it is that the end graphic has second place, American flag, Phelps, (laughs) 38.1. First place, South African flag, Great White, (laughs) 36.1. I mean, you do find them in South Africa. You do find them in South Africa, right? Famously. But that's so funny. Yeah, there you go. That's so good. Um, Gold medal, Great White. Who wins the fight between Rocky and the snake? Oh, yeah, that thing. I think Rocky probably wins because it's so hard for a snake to put boxing gloves on. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Dream Factory. 
Good it's stuff. been a pleasure. Uh, John, who do you think had the... Oh, it's Big Mama's house, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I think that won the show in general. Uh, good luck trying to beat that, listener. I The worry is, next time... I'm just going to read out the really good one last. <laughs> because it's just like we're skirting... We're just cruising downhill. We say Big Mama's house, everyone laughs. And then it's just us in the audience for the next 28 minutes scrabbling around talking about sharks and chewing gum. What about Bear in the Big Blue House? <laughs> That's good. Next week. It's the same thing. I'm into it. Right. We're going to do some correspondence from you, the you, the listener, after this short bit of music. Hello. Hi, John. Hello, mate. I uh, waited for you to do the hosting then. Oh, uh, yeah. But that never happens. No. It's your job. I've been meaning to say, Joel, uh, you're looking inc- incredibly beardy at the minute. Is this, are you going to have a, Joel generally once every year or so will have a crisis of confidence and completely shave his beard. Yeah, I will. I will. So for the first time in my life on Wednesday, I'm letting a professional have a go at the beard. Oh, it's it's very sad. Well, it, yes, it, it it's a bit anxiety inducing, I'd say. It depends. Mm. You've got to be careful. I went to this guy when... And I, when I when I had hair on top of my head, and um, I asked him to do the beard as well, and he was doing everything so angular, and I thought, yeah, I had to be really emphasised, be like, oh, make it look natural, please. Yeah, a mutual friend of ours, Jack, was saying that he once went to a barber and they cut his the fade and everything so angular, he came out and he looked like Drake. <laughs> <laughs> so these are my fears. So I'll say natural, not Drake, when I go in. Yeah, just yeah, start with that. Uh, yeah, we had a, uh, a tweet in that I, is definitely worth uh, bringing up. So last week, uh, the winning film was The Facts and the Curious. Uh, and mm-hmm. we decided that was a film about a library on wheels uh, mm-hmm, driven mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. The Rock and Vin Diesel. And uh, Martin got in touch. Martin's got the uh, Twitter handle at Smart UK, which is pretty good, I'd say. Yeah. What? What what made him decide to stop at the UK though? Why not Mr. Smart Worldwide or something? <laughs> Pitbull's got that. <laughs> anyway, he says I was a mobile librarian for a few years. And Whoa! Once, yeah, and once egged on my driver to give it a bit of bit of a welly over a humpback bridge, almost the entire stock was catapulted into the front half of the bus, and it took me my lunch hour to reshelve. And then he's done the rock and Ma- roll and lived it and a bus. Yeah, mine has lived it. Oh. God, the questions I've got for Martin. I what just, a hero. Yeah. I, it's definitely one of those things that like I just think is a, one of the most fascinating jobs in the world. It sounds like the best job in the world. I was a mobile librarian for a few years. Brilliant. <laughs> you and the driver just like, it's like a buddy movie, like a road trip buddy movie. Do you think, does, does it, do they have to stay quiet when the bus is moving or do library rules stop? <laughs> Library will stop the second the engine switches on, I think. Come on. Blasting out the rock and roll music. I mean, Martin's only got himself to blame. Why would you egg someone over a bridge? I guess, I guess. Oh, I don't know. You want to see what that baby can do, right? The mobile library. But they've... In my head, that maybe, that... maybe I'm wrong, Martin. Get in touch, please. I'd imagine they're like those kind of vehicles that are like limited to 50 miles an hour, right? No, that's the thing. The assumption about them is that they will go slow. So no, nobody ever bothered to limit them. So they can actually go 150 miles an hour. Martin's got the NOS on them. If you think you've got a job that can top that, let us know. 
contact us at Dream Factory Podcast on all your social medias because I want to hear about our listeners' jobs. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then... You'll be the best listener.